0: Yeah, just relief, really. There's a lot of support, actually, before you get onto the track, which is really cool. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of relief, to be honest, <laughs> that it was over. <laughs> and it was like the last five miles, I was just like really, ready for it to be done. <laughs> it was like to the point where i like going into the aid station. I was like, to the last aid station, I was like, Martin, like, oh, we've got to go into this looking good because I don't want you know, to be someone behind me and then their crew members say that I look like crap, and then
1: they do the surge. So Kia ora koutou. That was Ruth Croft. I'm Matt Raymond. And I'm Eugene Bingham. This is Dirt Church Radio. Interesting conversations with interesting runners. I would just like to say... That um Ultraspire have been with us. Mm. Grant Guys has been with us for 150 episodes. He's like a good, reliable pack, isn't it's it? He's like a you good know, it just like a zygos. It just sits there, comfortable, does the job. Yeah. Just you love it. Absolutely. You love it. Thank you to Ultra. Just stays and stays and stays. Yeah, just stays and stays and stays. Ultraspire has been with us since yes. the beginning. This is our hundred and fiftieth show, three years. We would implore you. To check out ultraspire.co.nz and their wares like the Zygos Four. I mean, I've even gone back to the old semi semi mm. semi permeable, not semi permeable, semi yeah, bottles. Mm. So not the squ- full squidge, no, but the no. The old you've school.
2: avoided the little ones with the straw that yeah, sticks up, and that. that. Other oh, soft hey we're anyway. The um, eye yeah, you've gone for the gone but old school. But ultra spy. Well, Co. Middle, middle
1: school. Middle school. Ultraspy.co.nz sticking with us since day one. Um and we couldn't be more happy that they are a sponsor of Dirt Church Radio. Wild well, Things. I got my
2: stuff. Now yeah, look, I was gonna when we we're talking about bottles. Yeah. You know, you, you got a flash new Wild Things uh bottle there. How, Easy how come, are you finding it?
1: Well it got it got taken. Is it that popular? It got taken from me Is it at, that popular? It got taken from me at Riverhead Rampage Wow Someone someone had a bit of a Bit of an upsie mm. And you know Being the good nurse that I am I gave them some electrolytes In my in mm. my bottle and, and, and you're not in the nice you know, new Squeezy Yeah I bottle. F- With my VIP discount And you know Like Sting says If you love something let it Set them free Set them free Set them free Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah It's gone So easy come, easy go. Anyway. But luckily, because you've got the VIP discount,
2: because, you know, if you jump onto wildthings.club and sign up as a VIP member and use the code DCR2021, you can use that VIP membership to then get another... Get another bottle. I
1: think I will. Maybe get two next time. But I've got my T8 undies, which are just fantastic. Uh, you, didn't lend, you didn't lend anyone those? No, no, no one would want those. No, no <laughs> just one would. Sort of whip them off at the yeah. finish line. Do you want these? <laughs> I've Velcroed them up so yep. I can just sort of do a Joe Bluth and <laughs> off they come. Anyway, sorry. Hyster- uh, what's the, what's the audio visual, audio equivalent of hysterical blindness? I'm not sure anyway, but go to Don't wildthings.club uh, to forget about that mm. terrible mental image. Mm hmm. Use the code DCR2021. Mm. Mm. Another one who's been there, not from the beginning, oh, but very nearly, nearly the beginning, yeah. Further Faster. So yeah. furtherfaster.co.nz, Aotearoa's premier expert uh, outdoors store, Rocky Badger, Jules, um, Jacob and the crew. Fantastic. Mm. Um, I mean, I, Jacobs calves have been there. Yep, they've been etched Almost into my memory. Yeah, for the for, from the jump, mm. and um, and I mean that with with all sincerity. Mm. The man's a legend. But look, further nz. Fantastic gear, Montane. Uh, good kit, mm. good seam seal jackets, mm. warm and as 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 flash as you like. Lovely. Yeah, good jingle too. Great jingle. Goes go something like further, faster. There in Christchurch, Rocky is hairy, and so is Badger. Jules is nice, and Jack is delicious. Go to further, faster now. Oh, further, faster. There in
3: Christchurch, Rocky is hairy, and so is Badger. Jules is nice,
1: and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster now. Dootch Radio. I was particularly emphatic when announcing the guest at the top of the show oh, because it is our hundred fiftieth episode. Yeah, we made it. We've been doing it for three years, and yeah. we have Queen Ruth Croft, returning champion mm. and actual champion mm. <laughs> uh, Ruth Croft, joining mm. us. Oh, joined us this morning. She did from Costa Rica of all places. After almost her- on a catamaran, or almost. maybe on a catamaran, we're yeah. not
2: sure. She- uh,
1: yeah. Joining Fresh us.
2: from a sensational performance at Western States. Yeah. yeah,
1: and we what a what a great inspirational talk, and we can't oh, yeah we can't wait to bring it to you. But yeah, also mm. from right at the top, you know, three years we've been going, mm. one hundred and fifty episodes. Mm. Um, congratulations, you, Yes. Also, <laughs> Nami hi o te tau Māori, e ho. Yes, Happy Matariki yeah. too, and also yeah. Um, thank you to everyone out there who's listening because yes. <sighs> all about community and we are um, stoked to be here so yeah let's keep on Let's
2: keep rolling, it's yep. keep rolling. So yeah, this chat with Ruth. We just we just loved it and uh you're gonna enjoy it. Um you know, for those of you who have been hiding under a rock or or maybe maybe you took a fall, got stuck down on a <laughs>
1: rock That's right.
2: three years ago when Ruth first came on the show. Anyway, she's a Kiwi trail running queen, straight out of the West Coast and West Coast proud. And she's dominated what you might call the shorter trail races over the past few years, including mountain marathons in Europe and things. She stepped up um Oh, she was her second go at 102k distance at Tarawera this year, and she went and won outright the dang thing. Yep, and then um, emphatically won outright, absolutely. And then UTA 50, she Mm -hmm. went and won that, and then she lines up at Western States on the hundred mile distance her first attempt, and what a debut! Yeah, what a debut! Absolutely. Mm.
1: I I got to listen to you talk to Caitlin Fielder as a as a um, as a fan, and I mean she's just like talking about like yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to line it up with my uh, my coach that I'm going to run Western States in 40 years and then die on the finish line. Yeah, that's a goal. <laughs> Who that's says goal? that out loud?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: Caitlin Fielder does Caitlin, She's a cracker.
2: <laughs> um, look, she, it was great to catch up with her. Really appreciated that. Um, and, and she lined up at the Mont Blanc Marathon over the weekend. Uh, and she, she took off mm. at the start and she was fourth early on and she basically had to battle real hard and came home seventh in the end in a real quality field. Great run, especially when you consider what she's been through the past year. Absolutely. Um, She's lying seventh in the Golden Trail series too, by the way.
1: I mean, I like a bit of, I like a bit of, I like a bit of like gnarly medical stuff, but I was just like, oh my God. That photo?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and the, and the looking at the, oh God, God, the micro breaks. Yep. Anyway, have a listen to that episode if you want to. Uh, and interesting, too, that she and Ruth share the same
1: coach. Yep, legendary yeah. Kiwi Mountain running uh, world champion Jonah Wyatt, who mm. we caught up with in episode 105. So if you want to go back and check that out, I mean, Ruth's been on the show. This would be a... F- Fourth. Yeah. I, I want to so. say time back on mm. the show. Mm. Um, but if you want to caught up if you want to catch up with Jono Wyatt we caught uh, episode one hundred five and that mm. was that was a that was a legendary one.
2: Mm. We've got another real special thing about this week's
1: episode, haven't yes, we? Yes. We actually do. So yeah. we get to announce our um entry winner. Yeah. So look, there's a bit of a story to this. So last week, Eugene and I literally Sat down and went through all the entries And there were tons of them mm. And we were like Oh god we can't actually Make a distinction Because there were some really 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 yeah. deserving Like, all, Everyone's entry was cool right And there were some ones that really really jumped out And, and, and the, the aroha In the community is, is yeah. real So we couldn't decide on just one So what we thought was We actually approached Tarawira So they'd, they'd come to us and said look Entries
2: are opening for the race in February. Yeah. We'll give you, um, a, a, you know, an entry for the the twenty-one, the fifty, or the hundred and two. Yeah, um, uh, you can choose how you want. We decided we'd do it as a as a giveaway, so we got people to nominate. Yes, people who they wanted. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And 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 we couldn't decide, and it came down, there was like rice paper between these people. So basically, what we decided to do, because we wanted to pay it forward, is we decided that we would buy a couple of entries um, and to to, to Tarawira because we make it three because it came down to three people who were like we can't, we couldn't live with ourselves basically. Mm. Um, and so we went to Tarawira and we approached Tarawira and we we're like, hey, look, you know, this is what we'd like to do. And they came back and they said, well, how about, because there's been such a strong entry. It's such a strong response and these are really deserving. We just give you two other entries. So we've got three Three entries to Tarawira, mm. um to give to people And, and, and so we've decided mm. on those people mm. so, yeah. yeah, so uh,
2: sh- should we go through them? Yeah, let's go through them Alright, so Charlene Fong uh, Nominated by the Runners NZ team uh, Carly and Lee Oh, what a harrowing! You know, she had a harrowing car accident a few years ago, and she's been on a hell of a journey. She, you know, like literally having to learn to walk again.
1: Absolutely. So, Carl. Um, so, Charlene. Yeah, th- that was the thing. I, I've I'm, I run because I couldn't walk. Yeah. So I had to literally learn to walk and then run. And she's decided um, to do the fifty-kilometer distance. Yeah. So congratulations. Then we had. Ethan Price, mm. um, who he got, he got nominated by a couple yeah. of different
2: people. So he had uh, Alexander James, Andy Quirk, and Johan. He had three nominations. Yeah, um, all you know, separate. All separate, yeah. Mates who, who obviously really like him, you know, have a lot of respect and time for Ethan. He, he's had a tough, tough time. He's had three sort of losses of, you know, close to him. Um, in the last little while, including his dad, his close mate, and and his dog, and and he lost his job during COVID as well. Things have really hit him hard. Um, he's getting back on his feet, and Johan, Alexander, and and Andy were like, "Hey, this would give him a real boost, and we'd love to see him uh, see what he can do at Tarawera." So, yep, it, Ethan's uh, going to line up, and he's going to do the hundred and two k,
1: hundred and two, yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. And the last person who. Um, uh, who, who we chose Was, was nominated by um, DCR alumni Charles Williams um, Amazing artist He came on board And his uh, Friend of his Lydia for a few, um You know Mother Mother of six Her and her husband, they live in a, you know, she lives in a four-bedroom habitat for humanity house, and they are pastors at a local church. So, you know, running is uh, Lydia's way of basically keeping fit, keeping sane, Uh and someone who gives, you know, looking... Yeah. She engaging gives, with so, the, much gives, gives so much to her she? community. Mm, mm. so she did her first ultra marathon many years ago in Tonga um, with Jandleman. and those of you who know New Zealand running law know all about Jandelman who did the thewe. Uh, he did the round Taranaki in, mm. in Jandals. Um, and Lydia is going she did the 21 at Tataweta this year. Um, and is going to step up and do the fifty-kilometer distance. So three really deserving yeah. entries, um, and we're so stoked. Um, and we want to thank you as the community yeah. because everyone was so generous, and just getting out there and nominating their friends. So yeah, hun- we couldn't be couldn't be more stoked. Really, yeah,
2: yeah. And it's a nice touch for our hundred fiftieth, isn't it? To yeah. be to be. Um, you know, we're we're humble in that we're able to do that for people Absolutely. for the community to be able to contribute to this magnificent running community that we've got. And um, yeah, as Matt said, thank you to everyone who wrote in to us and thank you to Tataquidra. And good luck, Charlene, yeah. Ethan and Lydia. We're gonna
1: be following you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How have you been, man? Yeah. Excellent. So mm. we we had a I had a couple of good runs on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great run on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um just a bit of a cloud Has been shifting I've been You know And Ruth talks about this as well And you were Because you we 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 did the We did the interview today In separate houses But we were You know Obviously computed up But we monitor, We could see each other Through a Facebook messenger And when Ruth was talking about The the mindfulness stuff You were mm. pointing frantically at me Because <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Getting know, in the zone yeah. yeah Getting in the zone I've been a bit worried about training And a bit worried about lots of stuff And, and it seems like There's just been a bit of a shift Which yep. is Yeah which is a good thing. So no man, I'm good. And here we are, hundred and fifty episodes. Yeah. And I know it's it seems weird to go well, no, it doesn't seem weird to go on about it. I, I didn't think that well, I don't know what I thought when we started, mm. but here we are three years later and we've yeah. done some incredible things and have. met so many incredible people mm. and just Been amazing. Very, very lucky.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I was I was lucky too to have a one with you. <laughs> um at Riverhead on Sunday. Bit of backstory. Basically, you'd have heard me go on about this a number of times, but I'm crap at running down hills. Well, Matt is just a, a gun and we were heading for some downhills in the forest on, on Sunday and uh, he offered to give me some great tips. So, Matt, thank you. And they were, they were. I mean, I was literally able to follow in your footsteps on, on, on some descents and it was incredible to see and to learn and for you to pass on some things. I, I reckon I could boil it down to a few things. One is the value of leaning forward and leaning back, mm-hmm. but but keeping your, your footsteps choppy and short and underneath your pelvis, um, keeping your eyes up to follow the best lines. Yep. Um, and bas- basically having the guts to give it a go. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm really tentative on the on those, particularly the steeper downhill bits. And yeah. there was one particularly gnarly downhill where I was, I was stopped and, and sort of scared to launch off because I thought it was going to be super slippery. And you pointed out, well, if you stop still, you're not sliding. It can't yeah. be too bad, can it? <laughs> uh, you know, basically defeating my fears with logic. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciated it. And I'm really looking forward to... to um, you know, to to using it, yeah. basically. Um, are you going
1: in a couple of weeks? You're going to need them in.
2: Yeah, route K. Yeah, yeah. is there, Are there? Are there some downhills there?
1: I've I've, I've heard that there are. Don't tell me there's some uphills. Yeah. Oh my goodness <laughs> me. Oh no.
2: Yeah. So um, that was my Sunday um, joy.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic and and, and lovely and cold too. Yeah, it was Um, brisk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Auckland cold, so it was zero degrees. But it's not like minus 11. It was minus 11 this morning somewhere, wasn't it, in the South Island? Man. Oh, God.
2: Cheapest. yeah. Anyway. Hey, um, Patreon patrons have been a big part of our of our journey as well, and thank you to everyone who supports us. Um, we're really grateful, and, and it's helped us to do a lot of things and will help us to do a lot in the future as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're setting up a regular donation, even for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. It would help us to do things that are, you know, outside our reach. Mm. Buying some audio equipment to improve our sound quality, Mm. getting to more races to interview people. It helps us keep the lights on, basically. If you want to come on board, we'd love you to. If that's not in your wheelhouse, it's absolutely, we we love you just as much and we're just glad you're here. So Mm. hit that red button, bro. All righty. We have to thank Andrew McDowell.
2: We do. We do. I mean, that's, you know, that was his voice there
1: yeah absolutely he, he's <laughs> with
2: us every episode absolutely um he's got us out of a bunch of holes over the <laughs> over the last three years uh he's always uh, he he's also great with um you know really good feedback and really good suggestions as mm, well absolutely um you know he's he's been responsible for some of the best guests that we've had on the on the show and um, we just always appreciate him. Well, he's and he's been is, one
1: of the best guests on the show too. He, he? has been,
2: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And a great sense of humour. And, and those of you who know Andrew, he's just a, a gun runner and uh, all-round top joker. Yeah,
1: thank you. Absolutely. Talking mm. about speedy things or getting speed work, hey, oh. um, first of all, it was um, – this is the first Saturday morning of July, wasn't it? That, the was, that, was, that was the, the Saturday morning sprint. Gint Kepler. Mm. Two minutes and 31 seconds.
3: Woohoo!
1: Yeah, yeah. I have seen some comments about people saying
2: that's not necessarily something to be proud of, which I kind of see where they're coming from, but don't forget that it's DOC which limits the numbers in the race because it's a national park, so fair enough. Absolutely. Um, So there are only so many people who can race each year. The race committee's got to do what they've got to do. So, you know, it was great to see so many people... Uh, who who were on the old social medias saying they got in or they're on the wait list and so on. And, um, you know, it's going to be another spectacular year. Hopefully the weather plays ball this year yeah over absolutely. the last two years. Um, but, but by hook or by crook, it's going to be another great year yeah. down at Kepler. Um, we'll see you down there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be down there, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it was interesting to see, like, a friend of mine uh, – Stefan, who, who's traditionally been a cyclist, he he, he, he was going to enter, you know, right. he was, yeah. and he was horrified because they just don't, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. But that's what's happening post-COVID as well. Absolute, Look what happened at Coast to Coast. Absolutely. Gone, just gone. like that.
2: Um, you know, it's happening to a lot of events. You know, how, Old Ghost was not yeah, very long That as wasn't well. very long at all. Um, the Wild opens up in, I think, next week. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know we've got we've got a lot of races uh, opening up and and people are keen on them.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be sharp. Like it's mm. al- it's a fast race. It's always mm. a fast race. But like, as we said last week, Dan Jones. Mm. Uh, so- be coming back For a three Defending mm. a three-peat mm. Um, mm. Andy Good Will be there mm. um, All the top He's three, got the um, Grunt he's record He's got the Grunt he? record Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. top three wounds runs From last year Also yes. returning And Dougal Allen That'll be a massive Cat amongst the pigeons That will be He's yeah. fast I mm.
2: wonder if it's got the. If it's Another water year He might be able to kayak it. That's right <laughs> Him and Sam Manson Going paddle for paddle That's yeah. right Anyway um, Look Another thing That's going on That we love And that we um, Had featured on On Dirt Church Radio Way back when Yeah Speed Freaks Speed Freaks Yeah So In case you don't know about them Go back and have a listen to I should see what episode that was Um, But basically They they take um, they're, They're bringing Running for recovery to Auckland So Tamaki Makoto, Auckland Runners, um, you can you can get involved. Um, you can get on the volunteer pathway, which includes an interview, police check, training and support, and and then you get matched with an addiction community service provider and the Speed Freaks, Speed Freaks magic will happen. Um, so Anna at speedfreaks.org.nz is the email to um, message. But, you know, there's also going to be a Q&A about it uh, in Auckland, This Thursday, 8th of July, um, Sports Lab, our friends at Sports Lab uh, in Grafton are hosting it. They're going to open the door at 7, so start time for the Q&A will be 7.15. Our friend Luke McCallum is hosting that. Thank you, Luke. And um, yeah, Anna at speedfreaks.org.nz, just to RSVP and let her know that you can get along so it's a, it's a community program where which matches um, you know where runners get involved and help people who are going through addiction and people who are uh, who, who are on the pathway um, mm. addiction recovery sorry and um, we had a great chat a couple of years ago with Anna and with Ray one of the runners um, and we've sort of kept tabs on on how they're going in Christchurch or Tatahi um, but yeah now they're expanding out to all Auckland, which is going to be fantastic. And I, know, I saw that Anna saying that she's been overwhelmed with people um, saying they want to get involved. So uh, it's a great way to help people out and to, um, you know, to do something for people who are, are using running to help with their recovery.
1: Yeah, absolutely. R- really sort of reprogramming. And one of the things I've been a bit quiet, probably the, the longest I've ever been quiet on Dirk Church Radio. I'm frantically searching for the. Uh, for the for the episode number, and I just it, ask Google. Just ask Google, but if you go back and check it out, episode fifty nine, episode fifty nine, so mm. um, nearly a hundred episodes ago, mm. fantastic and really good to see them up in Auckland. You know, like Bollard Ave in Avondale was the first Odyssey house, mm. and um, there's a there's there's a massive need, so mm. get amongst it. Mm.
2: Alrighty, let's get in some racing. Yes, yeah. yeah, Mont Blanc Marathon, um, second stage of the Golden Trail series. 2021 um, was on on Sunday New Zealand time 38k um, 2,700 meters of vert Oof. in that 38k and some really technical running I saw some of the video um, holy hecker.
1: yeah they needed the Matt Matt Raymond Wananga yeah I don't think they did <laughs> but it was Maud Matthews of Switzerland, Switzerland uh, who won in 3:51 and and Stian Engermand of Norway in 3:18 yeah. Gosh.
2: Yeah. So Maud really really quickly jumped out to a lead and, and and although she said her quads were really hurting um she pushed on and ended up winning by 9 minutes over Anais Sabri of France. Uh, Blandine La Rondelle sorry of of France was third. She had a really badly twisted uh, ankle. Um, at 15k she sprained her ankle when she says, I have a serious problem with this ankle. I was on the verge of giving up, but I like the sport too much. <laughs> How good is that? So I just hung in there and carried on. I really didn't expect to be third. I don't know what I'm going to do next.
1: I'll start by treating this ankle and then we'll see. That's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, he, Stian had a different approach in his race. He said he held back at the start before really taking off at the finish line. He won by more than two minutes. ahead of runner David Mangini of Italy and uh, Bartolome Gosh uh, Predowski Of Poland Was
2: third mm. Hey Before we get into Local races There were some Interesting stats From Western States you yep. know, 315 starters 208 finishes
1: Wow That's a 66% Finish rate That's Good quite Good maths Thank you Good That's maths. quite a um, Yeah
2: Yeah Big dropout oh, it's rate. It's a big dropout rate. Yeah, well, when you hear about the heat there, it's no wonder, isn't it? So 57 silver and 151 bronze buckles. Um, as we said last week, you know, women with the story of Western States this year, three in the top 10 um, and 15 in the top 30. 48% of finishes finished between 28 and 30 hours. For so that
1: course Wow. Us. It's a... L- for that course, it's a lot that, of people, it's a, it's a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the high in Auburn was 101 degrees Fahrenheit, Ooh. which is 38 degrees C. I don't think I've done some running in Fiji, which has been sort of mid 30s, mm-hmm. but never, ever, ever, nothing approaching that, no way, yeah, wow, yeah. From one extreme to the other, exterior Waiuku, mm. forested adi- Waiuku Forest Edition, it was not 38 degrees there, no, it was not, uh, frosty. And uh although it was frosty there was some I can't believe I'm gonna read this hot racing. Uh, <sighs> in the super long, story. uh yeah. Greer Logue won that in one fifty one twenty one. Nicky Hill was in second one fifty eight fifty four and Fleur Porcy in two oh four oh three. And for the men, Max Thompson one thirty three forty three, Jacob
2: Hendricks one thirty three fifty eight and Andreas Romanos one thirty seven twenty one good to see him coming back. Yeah, that's good uh. news.
1: In the long course, uh Hart was one forty thirty five, Diane Smith in 144, 43, and Nicholas Shannon in one forty six
2: ten. And for the men, Aaron Jackson, 122, 28, Michael Pointer 126, 27, and Franklin Hamilton, 128, 57.
1: In the mid-course, it was Stella Hammond in 53 minutes, 55 seconds, Jen McDermott, 56 minutes, 31 seconds, and Sophie Robinson, one hour flat, 36 seconds. And in the men, Frankie McEffrey, forty seven twelve, James Kugler. Yeah, good seem getting back after his Knee, in, do
2: you see the yeah. knee injury Knee oh. injury It was just after um, What did he He went down and did A race And then he did it The next week Didn't he Yes Anyway James Cook was second in 47-30 And Nick Hogg forty-nine fourteen 14 For
1: third The short course It was Arlo Farquhar in 37 flat. Scarlett Gwynn, 37.51, and Jess Buxton in 39.26. And for the men, Jacob Hewitt,
2: 32.36, Samuel Rickaby, 32.52, and Otis Oliver Chambers, 34.22.
1: A bunch of other events on over the weekend. Yeah. Lactic Turkey Rogaine out at Waitawa Regional Park, yeah. and the mighty Gisborne Harriers had their Wainui Pines trial run. Mm. We're getting lots of people writing in, and it's cool.
2: Well, this one, actually, I've got to admit, sorry, this one fell down the back. You know how the, the mailboxes sometimes is a bit of a thing where you can't quite see? Yeah. And you don't reach get in, and then you, you get your yeah. arm stuck, and then you then you realise something's at the back there. Well, Brian Matthews wrote into us a little while ago. I'm sorry. It took a little while to find it in the back of the, in the, back of the mailbox, but we thought it was worth reading out, didn't we?
1: So 6 a.m. Saturday morning, so the and this is from the 29th of May, so the annual Big Sunday runs 24-hour Vert day kickoff. Oof. Put of the Wellington chapter against the Canterbury one, all in the pursuit of Vert glory. And despite the incoming weather bomb, a good contingent of Christchurch locals set out from the Littleton side to knock off laps, laps of pipe. For those initiated A goat track follows An oil pipeline Up and over the hill And down again Into Christchurch The stuff of legends Thick clag awaited On the Heathcote side After the first trip to the top An omen of things to come There are a few hours of cold Drizzle and then rain The weather progressively Worsened throughout the day Sounds awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, Members Brad and Jeremy Thankfully set up a gazebo As refuge on the Littleton side And during the late hours Of Sunday morning They were sentried At the corners Holding the gazebo down Oh Oh, no Against the wind Driving rain The tracks became Boggy waterfalls And heavily trodden. Lines became very slippery. A successful recruitment drive by BSR captain Hawking in the months before saw Cantabrians out in force and logging sweet vert throughout the day. The captain put his money where his mouth is and took out the king of vert prize by nabbing 10,000 meters. Ooh. Hadani Woodroff followed up nicely with 5,000 plus to take out the queen of vert accolades legend. Um, it said the pipe proved too vertastic for BSR Wellington As the total for Canterbury was well and truly eclipsed their number I won't mention average vert per person That could probably go unsaid Oof
2: Yeah, and you can It was also you could um, donate to the uh, Himalayan Trust for Sir Ed um, And so Brian encourages people to give a fiver for Ed And we'll put that uh, in our show notes The link for that, give a little thing um, Yeah, some 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 good Good climbing in that Have
1: so, we unwittingly become Involved in inter nicene Fighting between I think so Chapters think so. of a the,
2: running club the, the big Sunday run Wellington contingent May well Fire back Alright Come up with a Wu Tu k Oh yeah true
1: Dance fight Oh maybe we shouldn't have Read that out Oh no We're going to be in trouble Yeah Greatest running Yeah Greatest run ever. Greatest run ever. One of the most popular parts of mm. our show, which is the part of the show where we ask you to write into us.
2: Can I just say, yes? When, when 150 episodes ago, or yeah. it was less. It was more than 150 episodes ago. We talked about doing this. I thought we might get five. Uh, um, to think that 150 shows later, people still sending us greatest runs ever. Well, is... we've actually
1: had over 300 because mm. we've asked to a show. We've had one writer in. Yeah. And a person saying, yeah, yeah That's true That's true um, But it's amazing And we
2: love it And we love that people love it as well So yeah. anyway Sorry I, I, I distracted you Carry No on.
1: it's a good one I mean a greatest run ever It doesn't have to be That time you came second At Western States uh, It might just be A run around the block Something that's sung to you For some reason You can send them into us As always At dirtchurchradio At gmail.com This is the shortest mm. This is the shortest Shortest ever Greatest run ever mm. Ever And Malcolm Barr, and it's a snapshot from Strava. Now, I understand something. I mean, I am i will be the first to admit I'm not a cricket aficionado. Well, it was June 24th at 5.28am. Does I, that give you any clues? I understand some people, uh, a few people got quite excited. Does that give you a clue? June we, 24th, we won, great day. We won the World Test Championships. We did. And that was the first time in the World Test Championships, and it was against... Yes. India, who I understand, so they're like the All Blacks, quite good at cricket.
2: They're like the All Blacks of cricket, right? And we're like France of cricket because we always manage to tiff over uh, India in big tournaments, right? And sure enough, so Malcolm, June the 24th, he gets out.
1: I watched the last few overs of the World Test Cricket Championship final during the first couple of kilometres with phone in hand. (laughs) Let out quite a few loud whoops Sorry sleeping people And a couple of tears Oh sweet Lots of people got really emotional Lots of crying people Mm -hmm. Um, Spent the rest of the run Listening to the players Being interviewed A magic morning Quite cold too Mm. That's it Thanks Malcolm Thanks Malcolm That was a goodie Anyway
2: He's lucky he um, wasn't run down True. What for whooping?
1: No, for just like watching his oh, phone. Oh, watching his phone. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he didn't trip up. Anyway, that was that's a uh, really, really special
1: thank you. And uh the rest of you keep sending them in. Absolutely. Right, on with the show. Mm. Ruth Croft needs no introduction. She runs Go on, then. for yeah uh, I'm gonna anyway, she runs for Addie Terex. Um she God She's a legend. She, she's a legend. I mean she's just a legend. <sighs> New Zealand Running legend, yes. Um, there's no Tarawera winner, yep. What else has she won? So she many... won UTA this year, 50. Yes She's won a bunch of races in
2: uh in Europe. She's second at the last world trail champs, that's right. Um, she
1: uh is west coast proud through and through. She won the old ghost road outright, yep, yep. yep. Second at western states, yep. seventh overall, mm. amazing. Uh, like she's wonderful. And every time I talk to her, get a real lift and um. Please enjoy this conversation for our 150th episode with the indefatigable Ruth Croft. Radio. For our 150th episode, we've got a real treat for you. Uh, we're joined on the line by Ruth Croft. Ruth, how are you going?
0: I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, it's, um. well, you're probably doing a lot warmer than we are at the moment. Where are you?
0: Um, I'm in Costa Rica, but I hear it's been pretty cold in Auckland.
1: It's, <laughs> it's Auckland cold. We can't really complain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went we went for a run yesterday, and it hit. Uh, it was zero degrees when we started, um, oh. which isn't isn't West Coast cold, but. Um, you know, it was dry. It was frost. It was lovely. So, and yeah. when, whenever you comment yeah. on your whenever you comment on your run, like if you put
2: a run on Strava and you go, "Oh, that was a bit nippy," you get South Southlanders jumping on there going,
3: "What? That's not
0: cold." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> toughen up.
0: Toughen it's all
1: relative. Yeah. <laughs> it's all relative. Look, I mean, I guess first off, um, congratulations on your amazing result at Western States, um, and thank you for taking a break from your recovery to join us i mean we 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 really appreciate it
0: it's easy yeah i can use my mouth instead of my legs so <laughs> i
3: can do uh, that <laughs>
1: uh, the first time we talked to you ever on the show you were like oh i don't know about 100 miles and then you just like smashed out 100 miles in 17 some hours what does your recovery from that look like though
0: uh, it's kind of all new territory for me. Um, so I'm in Costa Rica for three weeks and I'll be doing no running. Um, I'm doing a bit of diving and doing a meditation retreat, but I just wanted knew that it's my, yeah, for the first hundred miler, I didn't want to jump straight back into training and just give myself and my mind and body a bit of space to, to recover and get that stoke back for running. Yeah.
2: So that's three weeks of literally no running at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jenna awesome. so was asking me if I was yesterday if I was going to rent a bike and go biking, and I was like, "Nope, I'm just going on a catamaran before <laughs> you can drink." <laughs>
2: so, pretty sure <laughs> so, that's in the textbook. That's what
3: I'm doing. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so the um, the, sorry, did you say meditation retreat? Because you've you sh- you've done those in the past, right?
0: yeah i normally do them at the end of the season yeah um, but i just felt like it was good timing to do one now Mm. um so i'll do that for seven days Mm. yeah
2: and you know you had a bunch of fans down here in altera glued to the couch on their phones and laptops on sunday right just hyping you on i hope you could feel that
0: no it was super awesome i think it's because they had the live this year and so it just made it so much easier for people to follow, follow back home and definitely felt all the support that I got and all the messages from everyone after the race as well. Yeah, it was great.
1: I mean, Western States is, a, it's the, you know, it's, 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 they call it the big dance. It's the, you know, it was the first organized hundred mile race in North America, um, how does it compare to, you know, some of the other races that you've done both sort of in in Oceania and in, like, Europe? What's the – talk us through it. What's the, what's the hype like?
3: Um,
0: yeah, everyone just – I don't know. I've, yeah, I've kind of thought the same as you guys. It was probably going to be a bit all hype. But to be honest, it really does live up to its name. Um, even, like, the Memorial Weekend run where you do the last 100K – um over three days or 120k over three days um you just get the vibe of everyone's just really stoked to be there um and just the support out on the course i think is it's a lot especially for a race in in the u.s and definitely it's gotten a great vibe as you're going through yeah
1: and uh, it's hard to i mean was it was there an element and Thinking about the pre-race scene, you know, it, it, it's pretty much one of the first big races back. You know, it, 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 they're still dealing with COVID to, you know, greater or lesser degree. What was the pre-race scene like?
0: Um, to be honest, like, because Martin and I got over there uh, six weeks before the race and we did the Memorial Weekend um, run. I just but about. And I think they did a, like 95% of the people were vaccinated. And I think on race day, uh, it was 96% of the participants were vaccinated. And like, we noticed like California was really opening up by the time that we had gotten over there. Um, and then I think the week before the race, like the mask mandate had been lifted. So you only had to wear a mask if you weren't vaccinated. Um, and so it really felt like it was just back to old times for the most part. Like mm-hmm. we had the pre-race briefing as normal, um, and then you didn't have to wear masks at aid stations at the start or the finish or anything like that. So it, definitely we got the full Western States experience.
2: Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And yeah, in terms of the, um, what were the expectations like on you? How did, did, you, did you feel those before the race? You know, there was sort of hype around you and you had sort of um, commitments and so on. You went on. You know that that pre uh, race um, chat with Dylan and so on. Like there was a there was a there was a hype around you. Could you did that place expectations on you, or were you able to just keep it calm and 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 do your own thing?
0: Um, I think it's just expectations that you put on yourself. I think like Mm. I don't know. To be honest, like yeah, there was probably expectation from other people, but I didn't feel didn't feel that I went into that and I had confidence in my training and how my preparation had been so you kind of just draw on that mm. more than anything uh, so yeah
2: yeah yeah can you expand a little bit on Matt was asking about comparing to other races i mean you've you've been to Chamonix, you know many times and and the the, the feeling of that is just it just seems huge whereas western states in my mind seems that's like it's got i don't know it feels like it's sort of a big event, but it's got a smaller town feel to it. Was that, was that, is that really what it's like? Can you describe that and compare it? Um,
0: Yeah. Like I think you go to, you go to Chamonix and it's like, like Disneyland kind of like, it's (laughs) just like bright lights. And yeah, you've got, I don't know, over all the races, it's probably close to 10,000 people or something similar to that. And then you go to Western States and I think we had 312 people on the start line. Um, but the U.S. trail running community—it's very tight knit. Mm. There's just so much history with Western states. Like um, Paul—I don't know if you know—Paul Lind, his father was uh, first, um, like the medical doctor mm. for West, the Western States race, and he was also the person that started the gun at every every race. And I think he passed away two years ago, and that's been handed down to Paul, um, and so he's taken that over. And then he also coaches Brittany Peterson. Um, Cody Lind who was fourth, and then Emily Hawgood who was seventh, and like you talk to him, and he's just like he's been involved in that race since he was little. Yeah. Um, and so he knows the ins and out of it, and he's just so much. He's super passionate about it. So I think you see a lot of that, just the history around
2: Western States. How cool! Because it is such an old event.
0: Yeah, it's super cool to be a part of.
2: Yeah, that sort yeah. of that feeling of being part of that history, really.
0: Yeah. And just everyone in the U they're just so welcoming as well. The trail running community. like even Paul was super welcoming to Martin and I, and just gave us so many tips because there is, yeah, as in someone from overseas going to do that race for the first time. Like there are a lot of tips and tricks that if you can get those right, it's going to help you on race day.
1: Mm. (laughs) Tell us about some of the, I mean, the, for me, the start is so iconic. It starts in the, And I don't know the name of the place, to my shame. It's, uh, but it's the um, Squaw
0: Valley.
1: Squaw Valley, and it's the um, old Olympic Village, isn't it, or Winter Olympics Village? So tell us about the start, and what were your sort of, what were your tactics early on?
0: Um, so I was just to go out slow, or not slow, but just be super patient. And so you start with quite a big climb, Um, I don't even know how many metres it is, but um, you're just going up a four-wheel drive track pretty much to the top of it's called the enscarpment where that's the highest point of the race and then as you're getting up to that top part, it's when the sun's rising Mm. Um, and then from there you kind of start dropping, you drop down a bit Um, but yeah, from that point I was there was a group of girls that went out ahead of me that was like Beth Pascal and Claire Gallagher, Audrey Tange, um, and then I just sat back and I was actually run, ran a lot of the race with Brittany Peterson, who got second in 2019. And she's coached by Paul as well. So I was like, ah, oh, well, like they, she knows how to run this race. So I'm just going to stick with her.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what are the specifics of it, of, you know? running a race like Western States, you know, what are some of those tips and tricks that not to, not to sort of give the game away is obviously you still got to turn up and run a hundred miles, but what, what are, um, what are some of those, those tips?
3: Um,
0: well, I think so much of Western States, it's not just about your running ability. That's the thing. It's like your nutrition over that distance. And then also the heat, the heat's massive. Um, and then because it is a net downhill course, it's got 7,000 meters downhill or 5,000 meters uphill. Um, so it's important that you don't blow out your quads early um, and then remembering like with the heat if you if you can't get your nutrition on and stuff like that. Um, and then just about yeah, your cooling the way you use like they had 20 aid stations um, and they had five tons of ice for wow. runner per aid station.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> so Sorry, did you say five tons five per pounds. Five pounds oh, per runner, per five, aid station. Five tons
2: <laughs> would be would be a bit over the top, a little bit Sorry. over the top.
1: Yeah, a bit expensive.
2: <laughs> Keeping that Race cold. fee
0: would be <laughs> quite high.
2: Five pounds wow. is yeah, still a lot that you need.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it is like you go, um, so at the probably 50K mark for the next 50K of from fifty to hundred k, you go in and out of three canyons, and like that's when it's just getting super hot. Um, and there's rivers at the bottom of two of the canyons. And Paul, one of his tips was, yeah, like to get in there and have a sw- like swim, fully immerse yourself, and try and get your core temperature down before you climb out of the canyons, because at that time, yeah, it's just so hot. So you do whatever you can to stay like cool and stay staying wet as well.
2: Was that a shock? jumping in the river?
0: Oh, it was awesome. And then that's the thing, like, you, you jump in the river, <laughs> you don't want to get out. But then you're, you're uh, for me, on two of the canyons, like, you'd pass people who hadn't taken the time to just get in the river and cool themselves down because you just feel so much better mm. after you've had a quick swim. Yeah.
2: What are you doing with the ice? Is that – well, I only I yeah. ask because – I remember at Tarawira once, uh, there was an aid station, had some ice, and I was like, great, and I, I put some around my neck on a buff, and then I put some in a drink bottle, but it wasn't until I was a couple of K yeah. out from the station that I realized that it was salt ice, and the, the drink was Ooh. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you
0: had like bad shape for drink,
2: I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing with the ice?
0: Um, yeah so I just saying to one of my patients like oh I really don't want people taking like photos because we just look like idiots <laughs> <We've got laughs> these ice bandanas on like his arm sleeves <laughs> but essentially like I had a pack for the first 100k and at every aid station you getting ice chucked in the back of your pack, ice down my sports bra, um, had arm sleeves on so you're getting ice in your arm sleeves and then you have these ice bandanas um, which is it's got a zip, and then you just load it with ice, and then you tie that around your neck. Wow! And then you're like, root off the red-nosed reindeer, like running along with these bells, <laughs> <pretty much> ringing. <laughs> and
2: and look like you've just you've... as
0: you run, yeah.
2: Developing muscles in strange places in the aid yeah, stations, yeah. like,
0: wow, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Getting like neck ice rings <laughs> as
1: well. Wow! Because I mean, but, we're talking forty yeah. degrees Celsius here, aren't
0: we? Yeah, I think it topped out at forty-one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Have you ever run in heat like that before?
0: Um, not raced, dry heat. Sorry? I've, yeah, I've, like not the dry heat. Like I've raced in Hong Kong, but you've got humidity, which is I think is probably worse. So, but yeah, I haven't raced in that kind of heat before.
1: Uh. So when did you? I mean, you you made the point before that you started to pass people that hadn't taken the time to sort of, you know, really cool themselves down coming out of the canyons. Around what point did you start to reel people in? And was it you attacking them or were they slowing down or both?
0: Uh, It was more like, for me, it was to get to Forest Hill, which is the 100k mark. Um, And my goal was to get there. Um, Like I was hiking out of all the canyons. I was just trying to stand over my nutrition and really not push it. Um, and then the goal was to start trying to reel people on from there. And I think it was Michigan Bluff, which is 90 K in. Um, and then I yeah, I think I started to try start picking people off because I'd noticed some of the some of the girls that had gone out pretty hot were falling back. Um, and so yeah, I think once I got to Michigan Bluff and then through Forest Hill, I started picked up a pacer and I started trying to to pick some females off.
1: Well, you're using, you know, you talk about Michigan Bluff and, you know, we talked about the start and all that. At any point during the race, did you sort of not pinch yourself? Because obviously, you know, you've worked so hard to get here, but you're like, I'm actually running Western States. Or was it another, you're just in the moment and just sort of front focused? Was it easy? No, no, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I was definitely stoked to be there. And it was just like, I don't know, I think going into it mentally, I had thought it's just going to be like a massive suffer fest. And I am go- I was like, this is just going to suck. And then I got into it and I felt good and I didn't really, I was expecting to have really like dark downs during the run, but I, I didn't. And I was just really enjoying the atmosphere. And then I had my crew like Martin and Alex and David, and we were all just having a good time. And so... And I was feeling good and picking off women, which I think is kind of just builds on a momentum mm. than if you were go out too hard and then you start suffering from the heat early on. So I think it was just the way that I ran it with patience, and then was just able to keep building from there.
2: Mm. It looked like, I mean, you mentioned your, your crew there and in your, in your paces and they did an awesome job and it, it did look like you were all having fun. I mean, that's the, you see... Um, some events where there's a real tension between the runner and the and the, and the crew or the paces, but, but you guys look like you were having a ball.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely I had a good group of guys, and that's why I said to them going into it, I just wanted them to have fun because I always kind of feel bad because I'm like, oh, they've, they've given up their whole, <laughs> whole day to help me keep to orbit. And so, like, the least that they can get out of it is have fun. And I also said, like, if you miss an aid station or if you don't have something that I need, like, don't worry. Like I'm going to be fine out there. There's like 28 stations. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, it was just a really, it was just a really fun day and they had a good group of guys. And then I think what I was reminding myself as well, it was, this is all self-inflicted and we're pretty privileged to be able to do this mm. um, and have this experience. And so, yeah.
1: Wow. Someone from the West coast must be the easiest person To pace or crew because yeah it's just that like what a mind what a great mindset you know this is it's the pain of privilege really isn't it
0: yeah I don't know if Martin will say that about the last five miles
1: (laughs) (laughs) he looked pretty stoked
0: yeah no he was really stoked and like he's played such a massive part in this um like yeah I think We've, I've been building up for this since probably the, when I found out in January. And he's just jumped in sessions. He's like researched handhelds for me, like cooling techniques. Like he's been so involved in it. Um, mm. And so, yeah, getting this, getting second was, yeah, it's meant a lot to to both
2: of us, really. Mm. Well, you guys are a great team. He got a bit, of, he got quite a bit of um, social media love for his taking his t shirt off to um, wipe your feet down <laughs> as well. It was like he was the beatification <laughs> of Martin. Shroud of (laughs) cross.
0: Well, they also say like because the crew's so busy looking after the runner, they obviously sometimes neglect themselves. And Martin had bought um sushi sushi for me that morning because he thought maybe like if all my food options didn't work out that maybe I'd want sushi. So I got into Michigan Bluff and there was a sushi sitting there and it's like 40 degrees. I
3: was
0: like, like, oh, I was like, man, that sushi looks skit. And then I picked up my pacer and I was like, what's the story of that sushi? And he's like, oh, Martin, I got it it for you. (laughs) He must have um, eaten some of it on the way to like the next aid station. Obviously, it's been sitting in the car the majority of the day. And he's been sick. He's still sick
1: now. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I guess moving away from sushi at 40 degrees, the the aid aid state it's staying on food. The aid stations at Western States are the stuff of legends. I mean, what are you, you know, across different races, you've got all sorts of different gamut of aid station sort of Fanciness and and variety. What are they like?
0: Um, I actually don't know too much because, to be honest, when I was going into the aid station, I was just getting ice and water. I normally had all my gels and stuff with me, so I didn't actually use the aid stations. But I do know that they were serving quesadillas at one aid station. <laughs> so I think there's pretty much anything you want, you can get. Um, it's like a smorgasbord, really.
1: Wow. And what? So and what, what? Sorry, I what were you um, fueling yourself with?
0: Uh, so my approach was I had the first five hours I had real food. Um, so that was these just rice balls, just brown rice and a bit of olive oil and salt. Um, and then I was having these uh, like almond butter oat kind of bars and um, and then i top up with like Goo Chomps and then drinking like Nun for my electrolytes and salt stick. So that was the first five hours. And then after that, I just went to liquid. Um, yeah, I just went to liquid calories. So I was drinking the Goo Roctane Summit tea. Um, so I was having one of one serve of that per hour um, and then topping it up with salt stick. And yeah, making sure I was, when it was getting really hot, I was drinking at least a liter an hour um yeah 700 to 800 milligrams of like sodium um then trying to have like my carbs was around 60 grams per
2: hour so do you do that on like are you on schedule or like do you set your watch to bleep or something or how how do how do you manage that
0: um, I'm just having it over an hour. So, the first five right. hours of the race, I felt like I was just eating a ton because I was having like actual real food, which you have to eat quite a lot of to get the same equivalent of um, carbs as what mm. gels and that. But I was just eating with over the hour. But then, kind of what I noticed, like when, later on the tail end of the race, I was just having like I'd switch to gels, have two gels on the hour for that whole hour. But I should have really been having something every 20 minutes. Right. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Was, and how did, how did you, how was you, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, looking at the result, it looked like it went really well, but did you, how was your nutrition and your guts, oh, sorry to get personal, Um, during the, <laughs> during the run?
0: It was, it was fine. I like, everything Great. went smoothly. I stuck to my nutrition plan. Um, I was just starting to probably like dry reach in the last, yeah, five miles, I think it was. I was just kind of over everything. Mm. And then Martin was giving me some tough love to get me to <laughs> eat my gels. Me to be like, "Are you lying?" And I was like, "Yep." <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 that, oh, I mean, that, that alone getting getting your nutrition plan sorted on your first hundred miler—that's that's the stuff of miracles.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Um, but I think again, like I went out super slow, so my stomach mm. was still okay. Um, and I'd talked to a nutritionist, a sport nutritionist, before, and she had told me like how much I needed like sodium and hydration I needed per hour. And I think even though I've done way shorter races, like I have, really got my stomach pretty conditioned to having gels and right. sports drinks and all that. So I was just making sure that yeah, I could get it through a hundred miles.
1: Which it worked. Uh, so uh, so many incredible performances. You know, um, and I think about Beth Pascal. I mean, that -hmm. was an incredible run from her. Um, Did you think you had a chance of catching it?
0: Um, No, she had a super strong race Mm. and a really gutsy run too because she she pretty much led from the beginning, which I think is, yeah, quite hard to do, like knowing that you always got a woman coming up from behind you and not knowing what's happening. But... I think I got within 16 minutes of her and yeah, I, she was probably, she was out of reach. And to be honest, I was just more focusing at that point on getting to the finish than trying to close in on her.
1: Mm. And when you hit second place, I mean, at what point was that?
0: Um, I passed Ragnar probably at, it was 34, and, 135k into the race. I think, yeah, about okay. that.
1: Yeah. And So still, you've still you still got a good portion to, to go. I mean, and, and at that point, were you like, I've got this, or were you running sort of, were you, were you running looking over your shoulder?
0: Um, no, I was moving pretty well then. Um, I felt like um, I was, yeah, I'd be able to get a bit of a gap on her. It was later, I think it was 20K to go, I, the wheels kind of started falling off on me. Um, and then, yeah, I was also worried about Brittany Peterson, I don't know if you remember 2019, her and Claire, like, had a, I think it was, they were tied with 5K to go, I think it was. And then Claire, Brittany had crept up on Claire. And so I was like, I didn't want that to happen either. Um, Mm. And then Ragnar was actually, she wasn't too far behind at the finish. She was only three or four minutes, so it's not much either.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a spectacular race for women, wasn't it? You know, 15 in the top 30. the three of you in the top ten, how great was it to be part of that?
0: Oh, it was awesome. And it's just I think like the level for females is yeah. it's really on the rise and it's it's so cool to see so many strong women and just everyone working together as well as well. Mm. Like yeah, we're all there to compete against each other. But yeah, it was it was really awesome to be a part of that.
2: Yeah. So you were talking earlier about like running with Brittany and, and others. So was there a sense of working together, you know I mean, you're competitors, like you say, but but you're in, in this together, you're, you're running you're taking on something incredible. Um, are, you, are you chatting at that point? Is, is, it, is there a feeling of camaraderie or is it I'm gonna beat you? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, definitely. like I was running with uh, Brittany and Emily to uh, and also Kelly Hillinger through to probably 50 K. Um, and then I was running again, I was running a lot with Brittany after that and Kelly Kelly. Um, and then it was good. I was checking in with Brittany cause she was like, ah, oh, this is this seems like really fast pace. And then I felt like it was fast for that early on in the race as well. So it was good to just mm-hmm. have her to kind of confirm that, like, like, yeah, this pace is a bit hot.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So I was mainly working with her. Yeah.
2: For the most
0: part of the race.
2: Yeah. So did that? I mean, you 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 know you're usually running the shorter races where there's a faster pace. Um, did you have to work hard to control that pace? Was that was that an easy thing for you to adjust to, or or did you struggle with it early um, on? I
0: thought I thought it was going to be a lot harder, but I also knew how long hundred miles was. So hmm. It was kind of easier to to pull off because you know that if you go too fast at the beginning, you're just going to be really paying for it later on, which I didn't want to do. Um, so then it was good to have Brittany to work with because she kind of kept me in check in that sense.
1: Yeah. What was it like, that final mile, you know, and getting onto the, getting onto the track, at, at finally crossing the line? What, what, what did that feel like?
0: Yeah, it was, it was awesome. My, team, my crewmates, they all came and ran with me. Um, to just share that with them and then yeah just relief really there's a lot of support actually before you get onto the track which is really cool um and then yeah just kind of relief to be honest that, that it was over like, <laughs> And it was like the last five miles I was just like really ready for it to be done <laughs> it was like to the point where I like going into the aid station, I was like, to the last aid station, I was like, Martin, my, we've got to go into this looking good because I don't want you to be someone behind me and then their crew members say that I look like crap and then <laughs> they do a surge. So,
1: <laughs> so it's chin up, big smiles on and yeah, there you go. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Wow. And then it's like, get out of all the torchlights and that and then you can like uh, slow down a bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do reach that point though, don't you, where you just had enough you, you just I mean yeah, you, you yeah. know I certainly wasn't running running at your pace but I do remember reaching a point in 100 Mile where I was just like I am sick of this I just want this to finish yeah. <laughs> and there's that kind yeah. of that kind of uh debate going on in your body between can this slow down this hurts and just get this thing yeah. done <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and how was it I mean then you had you know a very it was Dylan it was uh Dylan Bowman wasn't it he had a very excited uh, interviewer to um, to hit you with an interview almost straight away How <laughs> that must have been yes. pretty
3: cool. I
0: felt really out of it <laughs> I was trying to delay that as much as possible and then, yeah I just was not feeling good and then after the race we also had to go do um, doping control and so mm-hmm. it was like the top five men and women we all had to pee and, like, getting <laughs> – was just so dehydrated. So getting us to do that after <sighs> you have run 100 miles was a bit rough. And then, yeah, everyone's pee looked like Guinness as well.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Talk about blood out of a stone. My goodness <laughs> me.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like, I don't know. It's just to such – like, the finish line for me, it was uh, the state that we were all in at the finish line – It was kind of if I, because you know we're all we're all ultra runners and that most most of us are, and so you know, like it's all self inflicted in that. But then if you're an outsider seeing the state of all of us at that finish line, I would just
3: yeah, (laughs) because
0: even I was yeah, it was a sad sad state of affairs to be honest.
1: I mean, what (laughs) what you and you've been so open and about this sort of stuff, and and you've talked when you've been on Dirt Church Radio before about not a reluctance, but a certain a caution around that sort of distance. I mean, what was the mind shift or mindset shift to decide to take on 100 miles? What prompted you and when did you decide to um, you know, go up that distance?
0: Um, I think I was doing a run out by Lake Daniels and I just had this idea that I wanted to run Western States. It was two years ago, probably. Um, And then... I don't know. I just felt a bit like the end of last year, I just felt really stale and not super motivated. I've been doing the same races, like I've done Golden Trail for the past three years, and also part of that. So I'm racing a lot of the same women in that. Um, and I was just ready for something different. And it's kind of like, I think I've said before, like if you guys remember doing like your first 50K, and like at the time, it just seems so daunting and like, oh, I don't know if I can run that far and then you get out and do it. And then next you try 100K for the first time. And I just hadn't had that feeling of just being like su- on the line, like super excited, but also really daunted, daunting, daunted mm. about what's ahead. Um, and so that's kind of what Western State is well, what 100 miles I thought could bring. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to. To try it. and also just Western states made made the most logical sense for I think for a first hundred miler, it is runnable and time wise you're out there for a lot shorter compared to something mountainous like like UTMB.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean it's your, your kind of course really, isn't it? In that sense, it's yeah, lots of it's runnable and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, well, so, yeah. So poles. Yeah, so your anti-pole stance stance.
0: I am, but I <laughs> shouldn't
1: bash them too much because I do use them. <laughs> what was it? Hashtag polls suck or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hiking sucks.
2: Yeah. So, so, so in d- terms of taking the next step up, you're already eyeing up your next 200 mile. I suppose. <laughs> Definitely
1: not. <laughs> I think we're kept out here. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of, I mean, in terms of preparing for that distance, I mean, people often talk about it like as a, as a, as a campaign, you know, and it's not just about, mm. it's not just about hardening your body. I mean, what were the crucial things that you did in the build-up?
0: Um, so I did the marathon work, which I think was pretty crucial, um, and so obviously the marathon didn't go well. I did a thirty-two k time trial, um, but then that was up until mid-April. And then uh, I had I think a couple of weeks off after that, and then went to UTA over in Aussie um and then recovered from that, and then I went over to the states and so I didn't actually have a lot of time, really. I think it was I got three solid weeks of training before tapering um and that just for me it was getting over the course, um getting my quads conditioned to the downhill. And just getting longer runs in my legs. But still, like, my longest training run was 50K. But I had some, like, double days where I'd do, yeah, maybe six hours one day out and then four hours the next day. So it was just more, getting more, yeah, longer runs in was pretty much what I did since I
2: got to the States. So do you mean that 50K was your longest run in the entire build-up or just when you got to, to the U.S.?
0: In the entire build up, I didn't wow. run over fifty k in one mm-hmm. in one run. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. And in terms of the, um, you know, Matt talking about the, the campaign approach and, and needing to prepare your mind and, and body, were there, you know, other things that you you did? I mean, were you were you doing anything specifically? Were there like, you know, niggles or weaknesses that you needed to get on top of because you knew that they were going to be crucial? in the 100 mile distance or, or strategies around, around mindset, were you, were you doing those sorts of things as well?
0: Um, so I go to, I, Val Burke from Monica does my strength and conditioning program. And so I go to the gym three times a week, um, normally for an hour. And to be honest, that's, I think that's what's kept me injury free. Um, and it really helps me, I think in the end of races, when you're tired and your form starts to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that. And then, yeah, I'm, meditate every day and try to meditate every day and for me it's really important especially going into races like especially around race week where there's like a lot of hype a lot of stuff going on and just trying to calm the mind um so that's probably yeah it always helps a lot
2: so those those things that you've you've kind of always done really came through for you
0: yeah, yeah, and, like, the meditation's something I'm mm. not a super experienced, but I started maybe four years ago, um, and it's really helped me with the mindset approach and, yeah, just being calm and not letting my mind go off and, yeah, just trying to bring it back to the present moment, really.
2: Mm. We
0: had a to an- chat. Oh, sorry, Matt. I was
2: just going to say we we had a chat a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, to to Kai Brett, who mm. is an Australian, um, yeah, twenty four hour champ and has run two hundred yeah. mile distance and stuff, and, and and he he really you know he just super underlined the the importance to him of meditation and it helping him get into the right state on on race day. I think it's something you know it, it's super important, isn't it? And is it so? there on race day are there strategies that you use? Or do you think it just helps you overall? Is, I'm just trying to get an idea of whether it's a, a, a deliberate thing on race day for you.
0: Um, yeah, well, I think you guys probably know, you start telling yourself stories, um, especially for me, that it's the weeks leading into the race. I tell myself, like, oh, I haven't been, I haven't done enough, like, long runs, like, and then you start comparing yourself to other people. And for me, it's just, yeah, meditation's a way to just bring you bring you back centred. Um, and to stop all that noise and chatter um, that you have. And then for race day, it's just being in the present moment. And I used it like, quite a lot with the marathon because I feel like mm. the marathon you really can't afford to let your mind wander. Um, the same applies for really for any distance. It's just bringing you back to what you're doing and focusing on what you need to do at that time. Like, am I eating enough? Am I drinking enough? Um, and not yeah, not
3: getting
1: caught up in this story you're telling yourself. Mm. And it's often that, that, it's often that reminder to ourselves eh, that, that, that that story hasn't been written yet. We, we, write, no. we write these stories. Yes. Honestly, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: it's such an underrated skill and it takes – it's interesting, isn't it? We talk about, you know, oh, gosh, you should devote 10 minutes of your – say you're going to run for an hour or you've got an hour and 10, you run for an hour and then you do 10 minutes of strength work or 10 minutes of sort of body work. I would. I'd love to see, and I'm sure they've done trials on it. But you know, if if a runner devoted ten minutes of that hour to a mindfulness practice every single mm. time, looking at the performance yeah. there, and and because it is a, it is a discipline, isn't it? It's not something that you can just sort of. Well, I certainly can't just sort of sit down and and you know if you're going if you're going to find benefit, it has to be uh, you know a daily or or something that you're doing every couple of days.
0: Yeah, and it just doesn't need to be meditation either. It can be breath work or, or anything. But um, yeah, we tra- we spend so much time training our physical body, but I think a lot of the time the the mental aspect often gets overlooked.
1: Mm. So I mean, you're in Costa Rica, you you you're hanging out on catamarans and having you know a well deserved a well deserved break. I mean, I almost I'm loath to ask this question, but I mean. What's what, next? What's next? But not in the sense of what's <laughs> next now, because now obviously you're going to go and do something better. Like, are you going to, are you taking it easy for the rest of the year? I mean, you're, you're with Adidas. Are they, have they got a? do you guys work out a schedule? I mean, how does that work?
0: Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much going to have three, a three-week break now. And then I am signed up for CCC, um, which is end of August, start of September. But I'm just going to see how I feel once I get back into running and then call it from there. If I'm not feeling recovered, um, I would likely do maybe Transvolcania, which is later on. It's the end of October, I think, or early October, um, or possibly the World Trail and um would be another option. But with Adidas, they don't put any pressure on me to do CCC at all.
3: Uh-huh. Um,
0: they're really supportive, and it's like, Yeah, at the beginning of the year, we sat down and decided Like they supported me all through the the road marathon, which is great because it is a trail team, but they see that as benefiting a race like Western States. Um, And so we decided on that. And then also Tarawera in UTA. And then the back half of the year has just got a bit of a question mark around it at the moment.
2: Mm. So you, I mean, you're still working with Jono. I presume. Um, do you do you sit yeah. down with him and, and and figure things out in a race sense, or or is kind of Western States been such the big thing on the calendar that it's kind of like okay, we'll wait till that's done and then we'll then we'll have a think.
0: Yeah, we were actually talking yesterday, and he's like, okay, there's nothing on the program until you get back to Europe. Right. Um, he's like, and then once you get back to Europe, we'll have a call and talk about races. He's like, you don't even need to think about it <laughs> about mm-hmm. it right now, mm-hmm. which I'm not. Um, yeah, so we'll see.
2: Yeah, um, you mentioned the World Trail Champs, and we were talking to Caitlin Fielder last week, and she was saying there's a, it's a little bit up in the air as to what the New Zealand team's going to do for for those. Do you have you heard any?
0: Yeah, um, they were not wanting to send a team um, because of the athletes wouldn't be able to get on their insurance. Um, also, because of like the MIQ coming back mm-hmm. in, and then right. also because runners would not be able to get um, approval from the government to get vaccinated early. Um, but then, yeah, I'm not sure it's all still up in the air uh. because there are a lot of a few of us athletes, like Caitlin and myself, who, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated and we've already already left New Zealand um, and we're both wanting to compete at the champs. So I think we just have to wait to see. Um, what we hear back from Athletics New Zealand about it,
2: uh, and whether you can run as an ind- individual, as it were, or y- y- yeah,
0: I think that I don't think it. Yeah, if it will even be allowed to do that, uh, though. Okay. okay.
1: Mm. Yeah. Is it? I mean, it must be so, You've experienced being based overseas. You know, you've you've experienced over the last sort of year running now in the time of of COVID. It must feel. Is there still a tension? You know, you're saying you've got Transwacania, you've just done Western. Is there still, has there been a change in sort of mindset about like you're you're planning for races, but thinking about will they actually go ahead or not?
0: Um, I think from now on, it feels like racing has kind of returned. I'm not too sure about Europe, but like I think UTMB, it's the go ahead. It's definitely happening like transvolcania is on on an island so uh, yeah. happening and then just like with western states like they pulled it off and yeah i think it's moving in the right direction it's yeah. definitely not like last year where yeah you had to have like four different backup plans in case <laughs> any one of them <laughs> wasn't going to happen so yeah i'm not too don't feel that way anymore uh, um, Definitely, but then also yeah we're not sure it depends on the country specific as well yeah. But I think Europe and the US is definitely
2: opening up. Yeah, well, I mean, there was La radio last week, wasn't there? And and um, yeah. Marathon de Mont Blanc was, was on um, last night as well. So we
0: Yeah.
2: And yeah. Caitlin
0: ran really well. Yeah, she Shout did. Out.
2: Yeah. yeah. Didn't she, she, though? she went off like a cracker yeah. at the start and then, and, and then just yeah. hung tough. She did great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome to see.
2: Yeah. So, the I mean, we've asked you the one big big question of, of what's next, but the other the other one is 100-miler, um, are there any more in your future or are you one and done?
0: <laughs> if you'd asked me like a week ago, it was definitely like never again. Um, <laughs> but now that I've had a few days, <laughs> they say it's like runner amnesia <laughs> where yeah. you're like at the time, you're like never again and then you change mind. I don't know. I definitely – like to go and have another go at western states yeah i think going into it knowing what to expect and yeah what it's going to be like i think it would definitely make it a bit easier um yeah so yeah possibly like to go back and do that um but won't be lining up too many hundred milers (laughs)
2: yeah yeah i mean they don't seem (laughs) like
0: something
2: (laughs) yeah they don't seem like something you want to specialize in
1: too much
0: no
1: no. (laughs) well i mean i guess you know that you've got a spot at western yeah Automatic. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. the fi- What I mean, at last week, I mean, what what was happening? Was it just this overall, like, you feel like you've been beaten with a baseball bat, or is it just the, the global sort of fatigue? It must have been yeah, such just, a recovery, must be intense.
0: Um, yeah, it's like my stomach was gone. Um, and then just like my feet were just like swollen, lost quite a few toenails and just had quite a, some blisters and stuff and then just everything was aching like around my ankles and then below my knees you just feel just yeah you just feel really wrecked Oof. pretty much sums it up i
2: had i had i had a couple of nights where the only way i could sleep was if i got up and put my legs up the wall <laughs> yeah
0: Everything's just throbbing in. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's just horrible. But um, yeah. can, how do you compare? I mean, you've, you've run amazing um, trail marathons and, and, and 100Ks, and, and it is only, you know, quote unquote, only um, 60 kilometres further. But how did you find it in terms of comparing it to your other races that you usually do? Um,
0: everything was just amplified, I think. Like, yeah, everything just hurt way more. And just felt way more uncomfortable. And then it was, I think it was just the heat as well. Like the next mm. day, we had to go to the to the prize giving. And you watch the golden hour, like the last ones Oof. to come in. And yeah, you've just been in that heat the whole previous day, and then to be back in it again, um, yeah, it was, was was not helping <laughs> the yeah. situation.
2: Yeah. How good was that gold? Now though, it's I mean, it's such an amazing time oh, awesome for those though. runners coming. Yeah.
0: in. Yeah. And like you think how long they've been out there and just the heat that they've been through because it was still like even in the evening, it's still really warm.
2: Mm, mm. I do have one (laughs) other question that seems a bit obvious um, is last time we spoke to you and Martin, you guys had perfected the cooking your egg in a jug technique. (laughs) Um, Is that something you've carried on?
0: We've not carried that on,
2: have we? (laughs) I'm trying to think. We did
0: have to stay in a hotel for a week. Um, what were we doing? We didn't have a kid, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> good to know,
2: good to
1: know. I don't
0: think you can contribute contribute any new new ones to that.
1: You could do an MIQ cookbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For trapped ultra trapped runners. <laughs> Look uh, Ruth, I mean Honestly, you know, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate the fact that you've taken time out of your recovery to speak to us. I know that a lot of people will be really, really interested in this. And you know, I guess you know, you've been you've been super generous. Um, you've had a couple. You've been on a couple of times. Got a new greatest run ever? You want to stick with the old ones? There's no pressure on that one. Got a new what? F-
0: greatest run? run ever. Greatest run. Oh, okay. Well, this is an easy one. Um, as a West Coaster I have to do
1: the Paparoa okay so you're going to stick with the stick with the hometown (laughs) yeah nothing
2: compares
1: (laughs) all right well look Ruth thank you so much please you know recover well Uh, enjoy all the all the luxury that you are that uh, you know that you have so righteously earned and um, hope to see you soon And give our love to Martin as well
0: Will do. He's back in Europe already. Um, yeah, but also thanks to all your um, listeners and that who a lot of people reached out. I um, really appreciate all the support from you guys and all the other back home too.
2: Oh, we love seeing what you're doing. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.
1: The yin and yang mm. A, there's always a bit of yin and yang And I think we were quite good at sort of containing our excitement Because she's always so laconic when she starts off mm. And we're always like, may it please the court You know, that kind mm. of thing um, Martin Gafari mm. Her partner Is the yin like, yeah. as, as As west coast yeah. As she is So he is European mm. Just le- leave that there really Yeah a fantastic man what and, a, team. Uh, what what a, a team. team what a team what uh, a team what a what a woman
2: what an amazing runner what an uh, athlete what an athlete what an athlete uh, extraordinary extraordinary um, yeah and thank you so so much Ruth for taking time out from that all you can drink catamaran trip uh, from the diving <laughs> she's doing other stuff too, she's doing sure. other stuff yeah she's Silent not meditation. not riding a bike no not riding yeah. a bike uh, you know we we really really um, appreciated it and um Fantastic. So, so pleased for you. Uh, thank you to all of you for tuning in as well. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio. You can email Radio at gmail.com.
1: You can find us on all the podcast platforms. Like and subscribe if you fancy. And you can download direct from the website, which is dirtchurchradio.com. Don't forget to write in with your greatest friend ever. We'd love to hear from you, and you can read them on the website unabridged. Mm. Yeah. Thank mm. you to our sponsors, Scott Running for the Faster Spring Energy and CLE. Thank you to our Patreon patrons and thank you to Wild Things. Thank you to our editor, Kieran. 150 mm. times listening to this <laughs> digressive <laughs> shambles. Poor man. Mm. He's aged. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue on banging out shows. We've got a great show lined up for you next week. So please tune in then. Here's to 150 more. kākīte,
2: Mate wa. Thanks, Rigby.